Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Strictly Showbiz, your new podcast where I talk about things that are just strictly showbiz, to be completely honest. Uh, well, I mean, it'll be a little bit more than showbiz as well. We'll do some lifestyle stuff, be doing some fun technological stuff, and be talking to people who might be a little bit more famous than I am, but that is irrelevant. So my name is Ruben J. I am your host for this epic podcast. It's Nimorono. Uh, again, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm your host, Ruben J. Do me a favor. If you have not followed me on Twitter yet, do me the favor of following me on Twitter right now. Open up your, your, your get your phone, open up the Twitter app and just type in the Ruben J. That's T H E R U B E N J A Y. And of course, also follow the show on Twitter at strictly showbiz. Uh, and if I have to spell that out, um, I think we have bigger problems. Uh, this show today is sponsored uh, in part by Gondola Adventures. More on them coming up in a little bit. Uh, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful people over there. And it's a great time for you and your loved ones to go on a little romantic gondola ride. But again, like I said, we'll talk about them in a little bit. Today's guest, uh, excuse me, today's guest on the first episode of Strictly Showbiz is Season 5 finalist of The Voice. Mr. James Wolpert, who has a CD out, and we'll be talking about that new album very shortly. Uh, you know, one of the things that I want to accomplish with this podcast is I want to create a two-way uh, conversation uh, between you and, and me and, and anyone else who happens to be around while listening to the show, while you're listening to the show. Uh, and simply, um, obviously, the podcast itself is one way of conversation, me talking directly to you, but the way that you can talk directly to me is by using the hashtag strictly showbiz on all social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Vine, uh, Tout, I mean, whatever, whatever's out there. Uh, and you can find me obviously on every social media under the Ruben J. That's how you find me. Now, let's go ahead. Uh, today's show, we got some, some some weird things to talk about. We got a couple things to talk about. I, I'm going to do this right now. Uh, the story of the day, the story of today, which is coming up later on in the, in the show. Uh, who has the $40 million legs? $40 million legs. Now, my initial thought is J-Lo. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and let you know that it's not J-Lo. She probably has a $40 million ass. But uh, we'll get to that, of course, later on. That's the story of the day, so do not go anywhere without listening to the story of the day. What I'm going to do right now is go ahead and start with the first story of the day, and that is Madonna comparing herself to Kanye West. It's from the New York Daily News. Madonna has found her match. I cannot believe that I'm even saying this. Uh, in Kanye West, the legendary singer, songwriter, and voice beyond the new album, behind the new album, Rebel Heart, says that Kanye is the Black Madonna. Now, if <laughs> I can't believe that Madonna would even lower herself to say that she is uh, like Kanye or Kanye is like her. I mean, that's an insult to herself first and foremost. But Madonna has been been quoted saying, "We're comrades." Uh, comrades in the envelope pushing a genre. This is interesting. This is very interesting. This is because I don't see Madonna as Kanye. I, I granted I haven't wasn't around when Madonna was really a big thing, and I know she is like the diva of all divas. But does, does is Kanye is being a diva and being Kanye West the same thing? I don't think so. 
I think obviously being Kanye West is much worse than being a diva. I think being a diva knows that you're talented. I think if you're a diva, you know you're talented, you know what you deserve, and you know what your fans deserve, and you, you don't settle for less. Being Kanye West, you're just a douchebag. In, in most parts. And I'm not hating on Kanye West because it's the popular thing to do. I'm hating on Kanye West just because I don't like Kanye West. I've never liked Kanye West. I never liked his music. Never liked uh, the way that he talked about people. Uh, I didn't like him even before the whole Taylor Swift thing. I, I just, it's not, I'm not a Kanye fan. I never have been. I think the only song of Kanye I've ever liked was Heartless, and that's because the Fray covered it and Chris Allen from American Idol covered it. I think that's the only reason why. Hold on as I take a drink of my smart water. And no, Smart Water is not a sponsor of the show, but I would love for them to be a sponsor of the show. Um, if, if any of you guys know any Smart Water executives, please send them my way. I will sponsor them just for cases of water. Um, actually, any water company for that matter. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, I just totally lost where I was going with this. Um, oh, you know, and another thing about Madonna. Madonna, you know, people have been complaining about Madonna being too old to dress the way she did back 20 years ago. Well, who cares? You know, she doesn't really seem to care. She says, uh, last month she told the Brits, uh, at the Brits, the Brit Awards, sorry, at the Brit Awards last month she was quoted saying, I take care of myself. I'm in good shape and I can show my ass off when I'm 56, 66, or 76. Who says when I can show my ass? It's sexism, ageism, and kind of discrimination. And, and you know, I, I agree to a certain degree, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, I, I was a couple of seasons ago on The Voice, uh, Cher performed, and she was classic Cher. You know, she, uh, I don't know, I can't say she looked good, but I can't say she looked bad. Anyway, she was just was not dressed her age, and she was not dancing the way she should dance. She was out of sync, um, and it was very embarrassing. Now, Madonna right now, maybe she's not too old or too out of shape, and, you know, the other, you know, she, she's on cue, but when she's 56, maybe she's not. You know, when she's 66, maybe she really isn't. Uh, and when you're 76 and you're still moving like that, girl, you deserve to flaunt it. Uh, but I guess uh, at the end of the day, like Bruno Mara says, you know, if you're sexy, then flaunt it. Go ahead, jump on it. Um, I really – anyway, I digress. Kanye West, Madonna, are they the same – one and the same? Let me know what you think on the social media using the hashtag Strictly Showbiz. I don't agree. I want to hear what you guys – have to say about that, let me know. Um, now, moving on to the next story of the day. Um, somebody really, really, really likes you. And if you called her maybe, that's probably why she likes you. That's right, Carly Rae Jepsen, best known for her catchy 2012 hit, Call Me Maybe. Um, in case you don't remember that song, here's a quick clip. Here's my number, so call me maybe. And that's all I can legally play of that song, because uh, I don't want to pay royalties. But it's Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. It was actually a really good song. I actually enjoyed that first album. But she's back with a new song called I Really Like You. It's actually a really catchy. Um, you can head over to headlinesnight.com to watch the video. Special thanks to Tom Hanks for being a part of the video. Uh, again, head over to uh, headlinesnight.com for more of that. Uh if you haven't heard the news, um, my condolences go out to uh, the the family, the Simon family. Um, that's Sam Simon, producer and co-creator of The Simpsons, passed away at the age of 59 this past Sunday. Simon was um, a nine-time Primetime Emmy Award uh, winner, had been diagnosed with terminal correct. Colorect- oh my gosh, I cannot pronounce these words. Uh, he had cancer uh, back in 2013. 
Uh, this is according to the Hollywood Reporter. Simon also said to have donated at least a hundred million dollars to the animal rights charities, including his very own foundation, plus many other foundations. He uh, actually donated a ton of money to different charities. So my my, my heart breaks for uh, this family, and and we lost uh, a scholar and a gentleman in in Mr. Simon for sure. Uh, the Simpsons obviously and pay tribute to him in, in their own way. They have actually uh, just Google you know the Simpsons uh, creator. Uh, stuff, uh, man, I can't talk. I, I th- these stories always break my heart because it's like these good people always die, uh, and they always do great things, and then we have to, you know, we talk about it, and it's just hard to get through these stories without thinking, you know, what if they're still alive, you know? Um, but uh, one of the things that I, I you know, want to talk to you guys about outside of the Simpsons, outside of these other stories, uh, I just recently watched all ten episodes or ten seasons of friends over the past probably about four months uh spread them out there's a lot of it's a lot of tv um obviously in january friends came back to or came to netflix um i was watching them through a different service um i'm not gonna say which because i might be incriminating myself but um you know an interesting thing that that i noticed is is friends is a great show obviously one of the best shows uh, ever. I mean, people are constantly calling it one of the greatest shows ever. I never really got that until I watched the show. The first two, three seasons were kind of, and it wasn't until about season four really where it was like, okay, this is a must watch television program. But, you know, the premise is you have six friends who, who constantly hang out together, and it's great. I love the idea of hanging out with friends. Um, and I wish I had friends like Monica, Joey, Ross, Rachel, Chandler, and Phoebe. I forgot Phoebe. Um, but, you know, it, it seems to me at the same time that that, that show kind of created this this trend um, of, of hooking up with people and kind of laziness. Now, I'm not saying that Friends is the enemy. I'm just – it's a very interesting thing to think about that around the time Friends came out was really when things kind of – and one kind of took a different turn. But I love the show. Um, one of the things that I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks is um, a segment called What I Learned from Friends. And I'm going to be giving you guys different uh, things that I learned from different episodes of Friends. Uh, and I'll encourage you to, to, to you know get Netflix and uh, watch the episode. Um, maybe we can do an affiliate. Josh, we can do an affiliate with um, Netflix probably uh, just so that we can make some money doing this as well. But uh, maybe we call it like the Friends Club or something. Uh, anyway, so just, just a heads up on that. I'll be doing stuff like that constantly. Uh, another thing that I, I want to do is a segment called If You Ask Me. Um, which basically is you guys asking my opinion. So you can send in tweets with hashtag if you ask me, or you can email me at uh, Ruben at viewpointnetwork.com. That's R-U-B-E-N at viewpointnetwork.com. If you don't know how to spell viewpoint network, just look on the website that you're listening to this on. Uh, that should help. Uh, <laughs> but um, uh, I digress. Um, that's stuff that's coming up in the future here on this podcast. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Uh, I just want to say real quick, real quick thanks to my friends over at Gondola Adventures. If you're looking for a nice, romantic, fun evening uh, with your uh, date, you know, going on a date, uh, Gondola Adventures is the place for you to go. Uh, let me just uh, give me a second here. I got to find uh, exactly. Here we go. Um, Create a memory with that special someone as you glide silently through giant canals guided by a charming gondolier. Looking for a romantic anniversary idea or unique date idea? This is a romantic, this is romance at its finest. Gondola Adventures, where every day is Valentine's Day. Located in Newport Beach, California, Lake Las Vegas, and Irving, Texas. 
Go to gondola.com for more information and tell them that Ruben J sent you. Seriously, these people are amazing. They take every single cruise very seriously. Uh, I have been on a couple with them, and I'll, I'll tell you that it's 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 remarkable. It's seriously remarkable, you know, adventure. Again, if you're in Newport Beach, California, Lake Las Vegas, uh, or Irving, Texas, go check out Gondola Adventures. Go to gondola.com and let them know that Ruben J sent you. Now, Britney Spears is in the news. She has confirmed that she collaborated on a song with rapper Iggy. Azalea. Now, remember Iggy Azalea. Also, uh, one of the things that I'm going to talk about, hopefully very soon, is uh, Iggy Azalea ordering pizza. Now, that's of course a big deal. Uh, she ordered pizza, and the guy gave away her phone number. I want to know your thoughts on that later on. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But what else should we know uh, from this soon-to-be radio hit? Well, Spears told Extra last week that after seeing Iggy's fancy video with Charlie XCX. She was kind of like a kid in a candy store. Spears added that her manager explained that Iggy was a huge fan, uh, and they simply just worked it out. I mean, seriously, I would do anything to work with Britney Spears in, in any capacity. I, I kind of sort of almost did uh, a couple seasons ago uh, on X Factor, but it's a different story. Uh, the song, which uh, Isaiah said in December will likely be the lead single off of Spears' upcoming ninth studio album, was described by extra interviewer Polly D as something you can play in a club. And said to be as dancey hip hop song. Now, if I know Iggy Azalea and if I know Britney Spears enough, I know that this is going to be a great, huge, mega hit. It's going to be the hit of whenever it comes out. Uh, okay, it's time for the app of the week. And this is full disclosure this is an advertisement. And when you use the link to download the app of the week, we get a small percentage from iTunes which will add up and no doubt supports the show. So make sure, if you want to make sure that we stay on the show, stay on the air for free without charging you guys a dime, uh, which we'll figure that stuff out later, uh, make sure you go ahead and check out this app of the week. Uh, this week's iTunes app of the week is an ad-free version of Trivia Crack, which you can get at viewpointnetwork.com slash trivia for just two ninety nine. It's just two ninety nine people. Uh, the app has trivia categories including entertainment, art, and sports. So why not take a crack at outsmarting your friends and family in Trivia Crack? Go to viewportnetwork.com slash trivia to start your healthy addiction right now. Again, it's only $2.99. That's viewportnetwork.com slash trivia. Go and support the show. I will love you forever. All right, you're listening to the first episode of Strictly Showbiz here. My name is Ruben Jay, in case you forgot from the little intro thing that I did a couple minutes ago. Uh, of course, it's time for the historic first guest of this uh, epic audio awesomeness, as I like to call this thing. Um, please welcome to the show from NBC's The Voice, uh, Mr. James Wolpert. James, welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Ruben. It's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to be your first guest. Yeah, well, I'm excited, dude. You and I, we, you know, we've we've hung out a couple times since the show, and we've done some business together, and and I think it's time we we just talk. You know, I think it's time that you and I just have that friendly conversation that I record and release to the world. <laughs> That's all right. We 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 have had some wonderful little chats, and it is. I agree. Everybody else should get an ear on them because they're kind of interesting. I would they, think. They, they usually are. You know, and usually. Uh, they, uh, did you go to dinner with us? Did we have dinner with you? Yeah, we did. We did have dinner. We did. Once, yeah, right? we went to, we went to that one weird diner. And, you know, it was um, a really weird diner. 
<laughs> and um, yeah, it, we had a, an awesome, productive, and goofy conversation. That was, and I think that should have been the night that we were recording because that was a night of reminiscing and just joking around. That was a good conversation. Um, yes, but it I, was. I think this one is going to be better. I'm going to put pressure on us. This one has to be better than the one that no one will ever hear. It's good pressure. <laughs> It's good Motivating. pressure. Pressure's always good. Uh well James, obviously we, we have you know, we have to talk about the voice a little bit. Um, you know, you, you did really well on the voice. You were fifth place? Yeah. Fifth place on season six, right? Or season five? Season five, yeah. Oh my god, man, these seasons just oh my lord. Fly by. I, I had to think about it myself for a second. You know, it's it's this is so much stuff. The show's only been around for like four years. You know, and they're already in season eight. Like that doesn't make any sense. Where Idol has been around for fifteen years and then season fourteen. Well, that makes sense. Yes, um, we are. It is a crazy, fast, instant gratification culture we live in, my friend, and um, it is just blowing by. It's nuts. Well, I mean, and for you, I mean, you lived the show. I mean, you literally lived on the show. Um, how fast paced was that show, really? Oh my God, Ruben, it was nuts. It was like, uh, you come off elimination nights and it, it, it was so, everything was kind of just crunched up so close together that um, everyone would prepare for what they were going to do that next week, what, like before elimination nights, um, so that if they would move on, uh, they could go directly from the elimination into a rehearsal that same night for the next week's show. Wow. And then that week would be packed for doing like B-roll stuff and filming all the, all the extraneous little things that they put in the show between the, between the performances, because you got to remember that like the performances are what a minute and a half to two minutes a piece. Yeah. And then everything else is just stock B-roll stuff. You would think, um, you would think that they would give the contestants enough time to perform that it would take to fill out the show without any filler, but the voice is notorious for filler. Exactly, yeah. I mean, like, they like to build um, complex stories around their performers, and they like to they like to give you a really good idea about who's singing, uh, rather than um, kind of inundate you with what they're singing. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, obviously, and you were Mister Fancy Pants on the show too. Uh, you know, uh, always wearing suits and, and the whole nine yards, man. Um, I'm going to put that on my business cards. <laughs> James Fancy Pants, Wolpert. There you go. I, did, I demand credit for that. So the day that you make millions of dollars, I want 10%. Uh, <laughs> off my business cards. Well, off the fact that I gave you a nickname. Well, um, well yeah, okay. Well, that's that's fine, too. So well, you, could, you could put on your business card, business card designer. There you go. No. There you go. Yeah. Well, then I owe you ten percent of when that business just takes off. Uh, we're just <laughs> just like we owe each other coffee. I, we I owe you. You know, we owe each other ten percent of our of our uh, overall wealth um, of each other's business. That's awesome. Exactly. Um, so that means we're business partners now. Thanks a lot, James. We're business partners. Uh, Anytime. <laughs> um, uh, you had. I mean, I always. I think I asked you about this too. You know, you had this like Freddie Mercury. Ask thing that you like to do uh, on the show. Um, do you still wear suits and ties like Justin Timberlake uh, at your performances now? 
Um, well, the West Coast tour that we just kind of did out of nowhere was a little, uh, a little more informal. It was a smaller scale operation, and I didn't have room on my suitcase for all my fancy suits. <laughs> um, but I, I will be in, in the um, in any shows that you'll see from here on out. Uh, they'll be a bit bigger, quote unquote, and I will certainly be fancy, albeit in some very interesting. Um, ways that I'd, I'd rather let kind of let the show speak for themselves okay. and have you see the cool photos and stuff afterward. Um, and uh, just for the sake of building hype, I think I have some really cool, we, we have a really cool show waiting in the wings from, to, um, to get some bookings done. And to answer your question, they will certainly be good old fancy pants, James Wolpert. <laughs> stylings but a riff but a riff thereof i think not just not fanciness for fanciness's sake Ruben, it's not our okay. brute fanciness all right no, I, I believe that well i you know you and i we've done business together in the past um you came out to, to la for for some stuff and then we booked you while you were out here um and mm-hmm. you did an incredible incredible 45 minute set at our little venue here in orange county called the warehouse um and we had people literally describing your performance as a piece of heaven. Um, <laughs> and did, um, did they did they give you a name for that? Because I'd love to get a few more quotes out of them. Uh, yeah, I will. I will forward you the information. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, we had. I mean, we literally. People were were awestruck of how amazing of a performance that you gave, and it was just you and an acoustic guitar and me heckling you the whole time. Um, <laughs> uh, you're so lucky that I wasn't on the set of The Voice while you were performing because I would have heckled you there too. Um, but I think that would have been a great show. I think you should. I think you should really just be in the bombs, ready to jump out and heckle people. You know, I, I, I pitched that to Carson Daly, and he wasn't too happy about it. Um, <laughs> And then he heckled me in the middle of an interview shortly thereafter. So it was really interesting. Uh, wow. Throwing it right in dish. You, you know, know, Carson. Carson. It was, it was funny. I'll just tell you this quick story. I forgot who I was interviewing, but I was interviewing somebody. And Carson just came over and, you know, interrupted the, the, the interview and walked by. And, you know, I jokingly go, who was that anyways? Like, Carson who? And he turns around. And he, and he walks up to me. He's like, Ruben J., big fan of yours. And shakes my hand on camera. Totally making a fool out of myself. You know, I'm just like, oh, God, I totally just – Carson heard me, like, say, Carson who? Um, and he knows how big of a fan of his I am. Um, anyway, I was going to talk about your show. Um, for people who haven't been to your show, I might be hyping it a little bit by saying it's a piece of heaven. But people legitimately felt like the few dollars that they spent on this show was worth much more. Like they, they told me straight up, like, we would have paid ten times the ticket price. Um which is why next time you play out in Orange County, the tickets will be a hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, you perform in such a way that you're, you're friendly, you're interactive. Um, you know what what makes you be that way? Um, hmm. that's a that's a very very good question. Um, uh, let me start first by saying that I had a great time playing that show, and that was a particularly awesome show for. Um, for some weird, just, um, 
I'm, I don't even know quite how to describe it. Everybody was, maybe it was the space. Maybe it was, um, it was probably, I, I can, I guess it was like the space, the audience and, um, the amiable hosts, <laughs> Mr. Ruben J that made that show what it was. I, I felt very comfortable. I had a great time. It was intimate, but there were enough people there to have a nice exchange of energy with. And, um, that's kind of that that style of show has been really what I've been doing for the past few years up until the voices acoustic shows me and a guitar a microphone and an audience and the heckler and um and a heckler yeah well rarely do I have a heckler it was nice okay. to have a heckler all right well and, you know um, you know we can go on tour together um <laughs> you can, James you can, come out, you can be the, you can be our lead dancer and then in the middle <laughs> and then in between songs you can have there you go. There you go. It'll be James Wolpert and the Heckler uh, tour. There's <laughs> <laughs> a ring to it. It does. It does. Maybe it should be Ruben J and that one guy from The Voice. No, no, because you have a little bit more merit. You know, a little bit more merit to your name than I do. Um, I don't know, man. Carson Daly knows who you are. Yeah, well, that's you know what? How about we just say Carson Daly live in concert? Um, and when people <laughs> people get there, we'll say put an asterisk and say not really in very fine print. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, oh. you know what I'm saying, and people will pay big money for that, and then Carson Daly might sue us. Um, That's some classic music industry stuff, there. Hey, you lying know, in deceit. <laughs> well, you know we have yeah. to. You know we have to be somewhat deceitful here. Um, but in any case, um, it's been a lot of fun over the past few years to um, take that show and imagine. How I could how I can make it from just you know me goofing around on stage with songs that I'd written um, into a cohesive theatrical production, and um, this this West Coast tour that we just did was kind of a, a way to get the music all online and to make sure that you know going around with the band was a good idea for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But now that I know that it is. Um, I think what you saw on stage last year will seem, um, I, I, I don't want to say, I don't, I don't want to take away from what people, the kind words that people have always been saying about that show, but I, I think it could look insignificant compared to how cool these, uh, this new show I'm putting together is. And I, I've been working really hard at it and, um, have been trying to trying to think of ways to stand apart from other shows that are kicking around stages these days and how I can take what I was doing there and just amplify it by about a hundred times. And it's been, it's been going, it's been going pretty well and I can't wait. I've been kind of testing it out here and there and I've got some great musicians by me. That's really the key is that, you know, everybody, everybody around me is really into it and is doing a really great job and are, are absolutely killing it. So I, I'm really excited for you to hear the whole, the full band in action and see the show and, uh, and I'm really excited. That's all. Well, you know, I can't wait till you come back to LA or fly me out to, to Nashville to, um, you know, to let me be a part of this experience here, the James Wolpert experience uh, is what I'm going to call it here. But uh, people on the East Coast, 
can go uh, find James on social media and keep track of when these shows are going to happen. I know you don't have any official dates just yet, but um, I'm sure there'll be something solid here in the next couple of weeks. Now let's talk about, obviously you had a great run on The Voice. You were the top five. Uh, you did great. Uh, I think, you know, I, I think that um, you and I became good friends because of a very similar sense of humor we had on the red carpet. Um, and I'm glad that we did. Now here you are, you're, you're about a year, is it a year, been a year and a half, two years now that you've been off The Voice? Yeah, I guess uh, a year and a few months. A year and a few months. Um you have an album out called The Entire City, available on iTunes and all that good stuff. Um, how long did it take for you to kind of get the album together? Um, let's see. To get the to get the album together, as in all the songs written things, it took um, a month, two months to to write the songs and to and to and to track them. To I mean, like, and in between those two points. You know, find musicians, get all the logistical details in order, get the Kickstarter that I used to fund the record started, <laughs> to get the Kickstarter kickstarted, and um, Kickstarter. right. And then the aftermath took a look way longer than I would have ever imagined. Um, mix like mixing became a huge deal, and um, getting other little parts and pieces recorded. Um, being, I didn't expect myself to be as particular as I was about some of the, some of the mixes and some of the things we were doing. And, um, there were places where we had to rethink certain elements of the record and redo this, redo that, um, talk to this person about release, talk to this person about a potential deal and, you know, postpone release until we hear back from these people and postpone release until, you know, we get an offer from these people. And then if it doesn't come through, then we're, we kind of wasted that time. And it just turned into a lot of uh, waiting around with songs in our pocket ready to release. And, and not only that, but um, all of the... The, all of the artwork, all of the design, all of the media web stuff was kind of on my shoulders to do. And, and it uh, it took a lot longer than I thought. I learned a lot from this process. Um, I will certainly do some things differently in the future. I'm already working on the next record and going to work with the same amazing people who made this one possible in, a, in an even more distilled down way. I have a band to work with now and it's just second one's going to be even better than than this one in a lot of ways but right now we're focusing on the release of the entire city because I'm really proud of it I think it's a really cool record for a lot of reasons and um, we're to, I, I think we'll have CDs printed and in my hand um, in the next four days uh, vinyl should be coming in a few weeks um, and Kickstarter backers should be seeing their awards soon. But if, if any of my Kickstarter backers are listening right now, um, I'm going to be posting an update in the next few days about T-shirts, CDs, and the, the physical things that I'll be able to send out to you guys. And um, I'm going to get started on the intangible parts in the next few days because it's been a crazy past few weeks. Everybody's busy, but... Um, 
and I certainly don't see that as an excuse or anything. But um, we're just uh, we're un- severely understaffed over here, <laughs> and uh, wearing been wearing a lot of hats recently. But that's kind of the the whole picture. That's the whole pie of the making a record experience. Well, I mean, and that's kind of the whole thing of being, you know, the boss of yourself is, you know, if you were a part of a team, you know, and someone else was your boss, you would have different people hopefully doing those different duties. You know, if you had a label behind you, there'd be somebody from the label doing all that other stuff that needed to be taken care of. You know, you're independent, so you have to do it all yourself, um, which gives you the freedom to, to choose what you want to do and, and design it the way you want to design it. And not have to worry about someone else's opinion all that much. But, um, uh, is there any song on the entire city that, uh, you like that, that's like your favorite? I don't know if that's a fair question to ask or not, but I'm going to ask it anyways. <laughs> I do have a favorite. I, I think, um, the, the one that packs the most wallop, for me on um, the most levels is the title track, the entire city it's track two. And um, I, I, uh, it's the title track because it kind of encapsulates the themes of, of the record. And, and I think aside from that, I think the last, the last three songs, which were intended to be kind of the grand finale um, is is my favorite quote unquote track. I think they all kind of squish together nicely. Nice. Yeah. That's always, I like when albums kind of have a flow to them, you know, where, where you can tell they're all meant to kind of be together. There's a certain section of their, you can tell that they were placed specifically, you know, to complement each other as opposed to an album that has like nine different sounds to it. <laughs> um, I guess. You know, one song's pop and the next one's like screamo and it's just like, wow, this artist really doesn't know himself. Um, was there anything that you, you took from the voice experience that you were able to apply to the, the album and now the touring process? Um, I think the voice really helped me kind of distill down what I want my influences to be. I believe that everybody is really just, um, anybody who's doing anything interesting or anything new in music is um, an amalgam of their influences. Mm-hmm. I really think it's just a, a melting pot of all the people that came before them that speak that speak to them. Um, great art is steel, so they say. Yeah. And um, I think that uh, blah, 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 blah. I, I think that the voice was particularly useful in helping me realize what those pieces of puzzle were um and yeah i i think what what a thing that you just said in passing is really a really important thing that i derived from all that stuff in in the you know i figured out you know who i was and what i was about in music and what i wanted to say not that it was not who i am wasn't necessarily who i was on the show um but based on the process of elimination from how I existed on the show, I was able to decide what I wanted, what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, even, even then there's, <laughs> I have so much growing to do and so much to learn and, and so naive in that category, but I feel like it helped me get on the right, get in the right direction at least. 
for sure, for sure. Now, um, you were on Team Adam, correct? That's right. Have has Adam? Have, have you reached out to Adam, or has Adam reached out to you since the album came out? Uh, nope, I have not heard from him. Um, or anybody from his camp, I suppose. Okay, well, that's interesting. Um, you know, Adam's usually really supportive of his of, of people underneath. You know, that was on his team. Um, that's why I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. But you know, obviously, looking forward, who needs Adam Levine anyway, right? Uh, <laughs> I, guess, uh, well, I mean, I, I guess Marine Marine Five needs him, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, and I mean, he just signed like Matt McAndrew and stuff. And but even then, I'm not sure that. Um, I would have a whole lot to offer Adam anyway. I don't think I'm, um, I'm headed in the direction where I would have any, any, um, any, anything that would be of value to him to offer, if that makes sense. And, um, cause you know, he's, he, he's, he does his thing and it's absolutely incredible. And, um, I'm still kind of figuring things out and uh, doing a completely different thing entirely. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, not to say not to say that one thing is is better than the other by any stretch of the imagination, or that they're even comparable. But um, yeah, I think it's just in a you know he's in a different place. And if we cross paths, I would love to I would love to see him again, and I would love to work with him given the opportunity. Yep. And um and I would love to I would I would I would love to get him a copy of the record if I can. And I hope he likes it. I hope he enjoys it. And well, and I, I love it. I yeah, love his stuff. You know, I'm sure Adam would be proud of, of, of the album, you know, coming from you know, anytime somebody who sat underneath you in any sort of mentoring process comes out with with a, some sort of product, you know, you're always proud of it. Usually, in some sense or form, um, you know, and you can always say, "Oh, well, I kind of helped him in some way, shape, or form." Uh, but of course, at the end of the day, you know, what matters to me and to to, to your audience is that you produce music that you want to produce, you know, um, and you be the artist that you want to be. Um, now. Looking forward, you're going to be doing a tour. You're going to be doing another album. Um, was the Kickstarter a, a method that you might go down again to fund the next album, or are you trying to find alternatives to to to, to fund it? Um, I don't think I'll be doing Kickstarter again. I, I think um, I think what I've learned from Kickstarter is that it's definitely geared towards um, operations that are a bit more complex than mine. Hmm. Um, with with people who are who are professionals at organizing things like Kickstarter, and I think I have enough resources at this point where we could just fund the next one pretty easily with um, a few contacts that I have and my hard-earned dough and blood, sweat, and tears and all that stuff. <laughs> and um, I oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think we found that the next title for the next album. Uh my hard earned dough and blood, sweat and tears. <laughs> <laughs> hard earned dough and blood and sweat and tears. There you go. I actually I actually think I know what the next record will be titled. Really? At this point. Do you yeah. do you want to drop a bomb or do you want to keep it private? 
Keep it private? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> I mean, it's just you, me, and the internet right now, Ruben. Oh, I mean, yeah, and you, you, me, and the internet, you know, and we all know, we all know the internet can keep a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, um, uh, the title of the next record, I believe, will be Virgula Divina, wow. which is Latin for, which is Latin for dousing rod. Interesting. Nice. Yep. I like it. I like it, James. Well, James. I like you, Ruben. Oh well, hey, you know what? I appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm likable in some way, shape, or form. Um, sure. <laughs> all right. So the entire city is James's uh, debut album. Was it a debut album? Yep, debut in, album. The debut album. The entire city on iTunes. Uh, go buy it. Go to James's social media is at James P Wolpert uh, on Twitter. Uh, I don't know your Facebook, but go find him on Facebook. Um, and he, he wanted me to tell you guys, I'm going to put it in his exact words, East Coast, keep your eyes peeled for his upcoming tour dates. Um, James, sure. I, can't, I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait to see you again. Um, if you, uh, you find yourself in L.A., make sure you, you give me a jingle and we'll, we'll grab that coffee that you owe me. Uh, <laughs> in your words, I will give you a jingle. There you go. Give me a jingle. Well, you know what? You can actually write me a jingle, too, which is the funny part. Um, you know, cause you could, you could literally give me a jingle, you know, uh, All right. <laughs> you asked for it. I was, uh, well, challenge accepted. Whatever you say, pal. Well, don't, don't, okay, don't tell me that. Cause then I'll start doing, re- I will start requesting very ridiculous things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything that you want to tell your fans right now as we sign off? Um, just that, uh, hmm. hi fans. I um, I love you guys very much, and thanks for sticking by me for um, all of this crazy making a record stuff. And I really hope to see those of you that are denizens of the East Coast very soon. And um, excited to share the show I've been working on with you. All right, James, thank you so much. We will talk soon. Uh, again, go follow him on social media, the whole nine yards. Uh, and when he has dates available for his his uh, his upcoming concerts, you go to my website rubenj.com for information on that as well. Uh, James, thank you so much for spending the time to talk to me today. Ruben, anytime, anything for you, my friend. All right, man. I'll I'll, I'll take take you up on that word one day. <laughs> All right. Perfect. All right, guys. Stay tuned so for copies. more showbiz. Uh, strictly showbiz. Right after this. That was my interview with James Wolpert of The Voice, formerly of The Voice. Great friend of mine, and I hope you enjoyed that interview. Of course, coming up in just a few seconds is the $40 million legs. Who has the $40 million legs? Sounds like a very bad uh, game show. Today on the $40 million legs. Um Hey, Josh, I have an idea for a game show. <laughs> um, again, that was James Wolpert. Uh, go buy his record, The Entire City, on iTunes right now. Next week's guest is going to be also uh, from The Voice, season six uh, contestant of The Voice, uh, or season seven, season eight. What season are we in? 
I don't know what season we're in. Anyway, Kensington Moore will be here. She has an album out called Queensland, and we'll be here to discuss that. So make sure you tune in next week as well. Of course, if you're going to go to iTunes to buy James Wolpert's album, go ahead and buy the app of the week as well, Trivia Crack. Go into viewpointnetwork.com slash trivia and start your healthy addiction. Again, we get a small percentage of your purchase through that link. So make sure you go through that link to buy it. Uh, if you are a fan, if you're a fan of Orange is the New Black, well then mark your calendar. There is an official release date for season three of the Netflix series. And that is June 12th. Uh, Uzo Abdua, I believe that's how you pronounce your name, who plays Crazy Eyes in the series, announced the date with a post on Instagram. Now here's what we know about season three as of right now. First, Netflix confirmed that Jason Biggs will not be returning for season three. Biggs says that they're simply not focusing on Larry at the moment, but adds that there is always a possibility for his return. Also, Mary Steenbergen uh, will be joining the series playing uh, Mendez, a.k.a. uh, Porn Stash's mom. Uh, and according and speaking about porn stash, you may not see much of him. Uh, Pablo Schreiber, uh, Schreiber, Schreiber, uh, who plays the character, says that being in a, se- a series regular on HBO's The Brink means less air t- less air times for Mendez. Uh, and of course, Mike Beer. Oh my gosh, I cannot pronounce names, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you this right now. I cannot pronounce names to save my life. Um, Anyway, uh, I, I'm done. I'm done with that story. Uh, now it's time for the $40 million legs, the story of the day. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, a report from National Enquirer says that Taylor Swift's team allegedly took get, looked, uh, are looking into insuring the blank space singer's legs for about $40 million. A source says that although... It seems ludicrous, uh, the amount of money. If something were to happen to her legs, she wouldn't be able to do her signature stage performances, therefore having her $200 million career is at risk. Taylor's team said that to be currently plowing through the paperwork right now, likely in the hopes of sorting out, uh, sorting it out before her 1989 world tour uh, kicks off in Japan. I don't understand so much the whole idea of ensuring her legs I, I i think she has legs for days i think her legs are very beautiful uh, in a non-pervy way actually maybe in a completely pervy way um i don't think that her legs are as important to her career as i mean her vocal cords i could see them trying to preserve them um i mean i guess i guess with a new album being a bit more of a poppy track uh, poppy-based album, I guess that she would have to maybe dance around a little more. I mean, that would probably be the only thing that I can think of that her legs would be worth $200 million, or I mean, $40 million. Um, but either way, I, don't, I just don't see, I don't see her legs being worth $40 million. Um, that's beside the point. And of course, our last story of the day, um, well, really, just, just a reminder that the second annual iHeartRadio Awards, iHeartRadio Music Awards, are on March 29th. The three-hour event has a star-studded lineup of Madonna, Rihanna, Iggy Azalea, Sam Smith, Megan Trainer, uh, and, of course, Jamie Foxx as host. The event will air on NBC from 8 to 11 from the Los Angeles Shrine Angel, uh, Shrine Angels and will be broadcasted on iHeartMedia stations and iHeartRadio app. 
um, as well. And that's all I have for you today. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, let me take a sip of my smart water as I continue. Again, smart water is not a sponsor of the show. Uh, ironically, I'm drinking my smart water out of a uh, Starbucks cup. Anyway, that being said, uh, again, go to uh, twitter.com slash J to follow me. Start, uh, strictly Showbiz. Uh, at Strictly Showbiz on Twitter as well is the official Twitter for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. You click subscribe uh, on iTunes and SoundCloud and the whole nine yards. Everything you can to subscribe to us. Make us popular. I want to be popular. I don't know why I'm singing this song. I don't think I'm even in the right beat. And I know I can't sing anything. I just wrote a hit single. Uh, anyway, again, my name is Ruben J. This is Strictly Showbiz. Make sure you tune in next week for my interview with Kensington Moore and much more uh, entertainment news. Again, everything that we talked about today, for the most part, can be found over on headlinestonight.com. It is your one-stop shop for all things entertainment. It is my website. I own and uh, and produce uh, a bunch of stuff on that website. Uh and uh, I love doing it. I love pr- providing for you guys. Again, um, The Voice season, I think it's season eight. I believe it's season eight. Season eight, I think is on, on air right now of The Voice. Um, I will be covering that show from the red carpet over at youtube.com slash Ruben on the radio. So make sure you guys go over there and subscribe to that as well. Uh, I think I'll be doing some stuff on YouTube as well uh, as uh, in conjunction with the podcast. Uh, I love, um, again, I just love talking to you guys i love having an open conversation with you guys and again you guys can join in the conversation by using hashtag strictly showbiz i love you guys don't forget about me and also uh i have a a friend of mine whose podcast also uh, started a couple weeks ago it's called dark match wrestling podcast on itunes go check that out if you are a wrestling fan even if you're not a wrestling fan it's actually kind of enjoyable um go check that out it's great it's fun Uh, and also check out my friends over at wrestlingcrates.com uh, I think it's WrestleCrates.com. We'll be doing some work with them in the future. We'll be working out details on that. Um, that being said, it's time for me to sign off. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode one of Strictly Showbiz. This is Ruben J signing off.